0: the political process podcast hosted by activist and youth politician clayton herbst with youth activist guest stars from around the country together we are explaining the american political process and diving deep into the details of the system welcome to episode one of the political process podcast deciding to run in this episode we discuss how and why a candidate decides to run for office and all the steps in order to be ready to campaign Today, we are joined by California Youth Representative Robert Gonzalez out of Fontana, California. Robert has served as a youth representative, a civil rights activist, and environmental and social justice policy advocate. Thank you for being on the show, Robert. Thank you for having me. So, Robert, as a youth representative, perhaps you can tell me why you decided to run for office.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, well, hello, everybody, and welcome. And thank you, Clayton, for allowing me to have this opportunity to speak my, um, my youth representative career. So as a youth representative, it is our duty to propose legislation that will better your community. So I live in Fontana, California, which doesn't have the best air quality. So many youth representatives before me didn't even propose anything along the lines of environmental protections, um, increasing minimum wage, and most importantly, passing legislation to make Medicare affordable. These issues are very important in states like mine, and that is the reason why I ran.
0: So, those issues didn't just start becoming important to you. What did you do about them before running for office?
1: Yeah, so before I ran for office, um, I was already advocating and talking to members of my community as well as members already elected to the youth representative. I participated in local phone banks, I joined community park cleanups, and I helped our local nonprofits with food drives and food pickups. Once I realized our communities were not represented in our youth assembly that's when i decided to take action and my community also advocated for me in order to run
0: that is amazing that community relationship there
1: yeah and you see you grow a bond you know when you run i'm pretty sure you've done it before you just grow a bond with the people you meet in politics and you know you just grow friendship Um, friendships
0: totally so when i wanted to run i had to discuss with my family and friends and i had to do a lot of prep before even finding a team can you tell us the steps that you took before you even looked for people to start your campaign
1: sure so i mean this is a crazy story because it's like i went in not knowing what to do i mean politics wasn't really my thing until i noticed what was going on in my community so yeah i sat down with my family and i discussed what i wanted to do and they had my back of course i had theirs And they also had my full support. But what really happened is that whether I win or lose, they were always going to be there for me. So that was my first step. That was really the icebreaker for me, was telling my family that I really wanted to do this for a career. I really want to get involved in politics. Um, Then I began to recruit volunteers from my community to help with canvassing and getting out the vote. GOTV, which means getting out the vote. Then it became a bit stressful. So then I recruited a staff of five people that helped me digital organize since COVID-19 because I was barely elected in March, like March 15th. Um, So Mm. that was when COVID-19 was really, came a pandemic and it opened people's eyes. So that's why we did a lot of digital organizing, which was new to us and my staff. Um, We took a little bit, we took like three polls and we contacted other youth representatives for endorsements. I only got two, my opponent got like, he outnumbered me by like 13, I, I, I believe.
0: Wow. Yeah. But it comes down to building that community and that connection with the outside community through that involvement.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, you can have 10 endorsements, but you can have no support from your community. And that's what really matters. I mean, every vote counts. It's not just I can be endorsed by Nancy Pelosi, but then my community won't like me for that endorsement. Does that make sense?
0: That makes 100% sense. Yes. So there are a lot of youth who are engaging in the political world and who are noticing the issues like you and I have. However, not all of us or not all of them even have the opportunity to run for a youth representative position or um, any of the things that we have been able to do. What is your advice for them for getting active and engaged in the community before being able to run for office?
1: Well, my advice to people who are, who I mean, well, first you got to get your first step, which is really connecting with your family and really think about your values. Where do you stand because you don't want to be on a debate stage or you don't want to challenge your opponent just because you didn't like something. Well, politics exists because we all disagree. If we had um, if we all had our way, politics would never exist which is why I decided to run as well. You can't just run against somebody because you don't because you don't disagree I mean because you don't agree with that person but you really need to be engaged in your community to actually see what is going on with outside of your home. Um so that is my advice to really just get involved see what's going on and see what you can do as a citizen before to see what you can do as a politician.
0: That is great advice. Now for people living across the United States there are a ton of different opportunities. What are some of the ones that you were able to find in California that people might be able to find across the United States for youth to get involved with?
1: Um well in California it's very um I don't it's you know one of the biggest states in the United States. I think you can find more social interactions and more friendships. I know in a lot of states like maybe, I want to say Canada, or like the smaller states like Idaho or or stuff like that, I mean states, um, it's very hard to get community engagement. So you really have to get out the vote. You have to participate in your local elections, not just federal, your state elections as well. Um, One opportunity in California that we have is we have a big population, um, I'm not I'm not sure the exact number of our population, but you know, it's in the millions. So um you can door knock, you have canvassing, you get to meet new people, you get to have so many friends and even if they're not your friends, they're still your buddy and you know, in politics and you get to just really build uh relationships with people.
0: Yeah. So I decided to run. Uh, It was an opportunity. All of a sudden I was sitting down and I was looking at all the issues and I was looking at doing, once again, the Missouri Youth in Government, which is opportunity for young people to go to our state capital, Jefferson City, and represent the people for three days. And I was looking at all the issues because I was trying to choose a bill topic and I realized there were too many issues to choose one bill off of. That's when I decided to run for an executive office. What was that moment for you? Um, you mean in terms of
1: when I ran mm-hmm. for? Oh yeah. So you know, um, I didn't go for the executive office, like you know. I think you ran for governor, correct? Of yeah. Your youth representative. Yeah. So I wanted to run because it was open. You know that term had ended, but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start small. You know, people say go big, go home, but I think if you're really trying to build a grassroots campaign where you're not profiting off of corporations or even just um just getting the votes just because you want the votes. I really want to start small. So right now I'm just a regular, um, youth representative. So, which means I'm like a mock congressman, if that makes sense. Um, so I propose legislation and sometimes they pass, sometimes they don't, but that's because the executive power holds so much more power than I do. Does that make sense? It's a legislative process. Bills can be killed with one veto, you know? So, um, what made me not run for the executive position is that I just want to start small. I want to focus on my community first. And then once I fix my community, I'll go for the next step to fix the whole state. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. So yeah. So for all of you guys listening, um, please go follow Clayton and Herbst um, on his social media platform on Instagram and his wonderful TikToks. He posts every day. Um, also, go follow me at Robert um, J Gonzalez on Instagram. But not only that, but we have to we're in an election. We're in an election year. Please make sure you guys get out the vote. If even if you're not voting Democrat, you're not voting Republican, you may be voting third party. Just make sure you vote and you have a voting plan. If you're going to vote and go to the polls, um, please wear a mask and social distance, and please be safe. And that is all I have. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for having me, though, Clayton. That is amazing, Robert. Thank you for being on the show today. Queens, kings, royalty, that was Robert Gonzalez out of Fontana, California, a youth representative and an amazing advocate for our future. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of the Political Process Podcast. On today's episode, we discussed how a candidate decides to run and all the steps that one must take before even gathering a team. We were joined by special guest Robert Gonzalez. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Political Process Podcast, hosted and edited by Clayton Herbst. Thank you to our special guests for joining us today. Tune in next time. Release dates every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.